Welcome to the Growth Secrets Podcast, where we break down strategies and techniques that will grow your company like never before. Join us as we uncover growth secrets from some of the greatest marketers and business owners from around the world. Learn the secrets that will allow you to stand apart from the competition and live the life you deserve. And now, here is your host, Cooper Saunders. He is the owner and founder of Wise Guys Digital Marketing, two-time national best-selling author, and a business growth expert. Without any further ado, let's jump right in. So today I have a special guest on the Growth Secrets podcast. He's been a friend for a long time. I've followed him since he had about 10,000 followers on Instagram, and he's almost to 200,000 now. He's the CEO and founder of Book Thinkers. It's a Instagram brand that really evaluates and reviews books. And he really is an inspirational figure in my eyes um, to see where he was and where he is now, completely building a business around this Book Thinkers brand and its amazing brand. So I wanted to have him on and welcome Nicholas Hutchinson. Cooper, man, I'm excited to be here. There's no place yeah. I'd rather be. Oh, yeah. So, um, Nick, Nicholas, which one do you want to go by? Nick works. Cool. Cool. So Nick, when you flew out, you know, we, we create some content together. You kind of went through your strategy on how you get these massive authors onto your podcast. You speak with them and especially Grant Cardone and, and Robert Greene. So what's your strategy behind that? And, and how do you get these massive figures onto your podcast and chat with them? Because I hear a lot of times with entrepreneurs, hey, I can't get in touch with somebody that I would like to. Yeah, there's a couple different building blocks and Cooper stopped me anytime, anytime that I ramble on for too long. But I think the first thing that I want to mention is a book called The Third Door. And it's written by an author named Alex Benayan. He's actually the youngest best-selling business author of all time. Wow. And the third door metaphor is this. Every nightclub has three ways to get in. There's the general entry line, which normally wraps around the block and it has a thousand people in it and you have to pay a cover and maybe they reject you once you get to the front door, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's door number two, which is the VIP line. That's where the celebrities, the influencers get in, the people that know the owners of the nightclub, whatever the case is, or the people that can pay for the opportunity. Now, it's only about 1% of people. That's rare air. And oftentimes business owners are operating on a tight budget. They don't want to pay for access. They haven't started networking a lot yet. They don't know powerful people. So it's inaccessible. Now, the third door, that's the door that people don't talk about. And the third door might mean you have to break in through the kitchen window and army crawl through the kitchen so that nobody sees you and get in through the back of the club. Now, you're still in the club. It's just you had to use the third door. You had to get a little creative. And so when... I first started my podcasting journey and my book thinker's journey. I read The Third Door by Alex Benayan, and he details this incredible story going from a college dropout to somebody who's sitting down and interviewing Bill Gates. And he meets a ton of incredible people during that journey as well. And so I thought, okay, how do I get creative mm -hmm. and how do I meet people like Grant Cardone? And so Grant was one of my first 10 podcast episodes. And people always say to me, how much did you pay to get that? I'm like, I didn't pay anything to get that. And so just a quick story about Grant is that, uh, well, actually, this is where I get it. I get so excited about these subjects that I start. I'm excited. Work. I love hearing this. I've heard this before. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is story. Well, the other building block is, and, and the best way that I can reference it as far as a book goes, is a book called Blue Fishing by Steve Sims. And one of the lessons in Blue Fishing is that value exchange doesn't have to happen with the same currency. 
And so what I mean by that can be demonstrated by this Grant Cardone story, third door meets value exchange. So I wanted to get to Grant Cardone. He's arguably, you know, the best known business social media star out there. Billions of dollars in real estate in his portfolio, millions of followers. His time is worth a ton of money. But how can I get a guy like that for free? And so, you know, I tagged him in like 25 Instagram messages or DMs or whatever, never responded. I looked for emails, couldn't find them, looked for mutual connections, didn't have any. But I went on his website or one of his websites, and eventually I found one where you could submit an inquiry for Grant to come speak at your conference. Well, I didn't have any money, but the very like the very lowest budget amount you could offer might have been like 25 grand or something like that to have Grant come speak or do a virtual speaking thing for like 50 minutes or half an hour. And so anyway, I just clicked the box. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I want to just start the conversation. And so I submitted all of my information, talked about my audience, and I got somebody on his team to give me an email. And so we started going back and forth and back and forth. And they said no, and they said no, and they said no over and over and over again. But I offered a very interesting value exchange once I was able to get in contact with somebody on his team, which was, I'd like to put Grant in front of a huge audience of young professional book lovers. And I want Grant to promote anything he wants. I need a little bit of his time. So that's his currency. And my currency is I'll put you in front of 100,000 people that might not be following you today. And you can upsell them whatever you want. And so eventually they said yes. And I remember I was walking around my neighborhood. I got the email and I was like, wow, I'm going to interview Grant Cardone. And to wrap up the story, just a great explanation of the third door piece again, is that towards the end of the conversation with Grant that was done virtually, I was still recording and I was like, hey, Grant. I'm going to be in Miami soon. I'd like to do another podcast with you on another one of my books. Are you cool with that? He's like, yeah, man, because we vibed really well. So I had that clip and I sent it to his team. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Miami in November Mm -hmm. for the whole month. Like pick any date that works. And I was never going to be in Miami, but I just knew that working with Grant would, I could borrow his credibility. So I went down there and I interviewed him and Elena and spent the day in their offices. And it was just such a cool experience. We used his video crew and hung out with him for a while. It was just, you know, but you can get in touch with anybody. And I had no pre-existing credibility sort of prior to making that happen. Wow. And so I remember I DM'd Robin five hour or the 5am club. And it was surprising. He DM'd me right back. I was like, Hey, I love your new book. Robin Sharma. Is that how you mm-hmm. And so it was just surprising. Like even with Instagram DMs, I just was just like, Hey, love your book. And he signed and he sent me an autographed book of his just because I was like, Hey, I love your work. So I think it's important, even with you, you know, with the amount of followers you have, you were talking about the more followers you have or the bigger following you have, people aren't as inclined to reach out. And so when I reached out to you, I was like, I probably won't respond. And you responded right away. And so do you feel that? plays a factor when you reach out to these people of kind of shoot for the stars and you'll land or land on a moon, right? Or or what's the method or do you believe that that's kind of the thought process? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think when we were talking about it, we kind of joked, it's like the hot girl thing. It's like exactly. the, you know, people assume the answer is going to be no. So they don't approach, they don't approach the hot girl in the bar. Like people yep. assume the answer is going to be no. So they don't DM Grant Cardone or Robin Sharma. And I've just noticed with my own personal page, like when I had 10, 20, 30,000 followers on Instagram, I was getting way more. I'm talking like five times more messages per day 
than I am right now sitting at over 100,000 followers. And it's because the perceived likelihood that I'm going to answer has gone down in the minds of the average person who's reading books. And so, yeah, with me, I just realized very fast that you can build relationships with these superstars Mm -hmm. through social media, because if they're managing their own accounts, which many of them are surprisingly, uh, they don't get as many messages as you think. And so you can sort of cut through the noise Mm -hmm. by approaching them with a nice, concise message and you try to provide value. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that people don't realize is, is if you give somebody something that they're wanting, they'll for sure. Cause I think your approach is brilliant with Grant. Cause of course he wants more visibility and for free, that's even better. It takes a little bit of his time, but Hey, that that'll work for him. And so, you know, what's a, a point you could give somebody say like me, that's trying to grow their personal brand and reach out. Maybe they don't have the followers to leverage. What is something that you could give? I mean, do you just have to get creative or what's your, your strategy on that? Yeah, I think you you leverage the third door in your own world of creativity and you see yeah. what you can provide. I like podcasting because I think it's still a buzzword. Mm-hmm. There's almost nobody on the planet that asks me, how many downloads do you get per episode? No, you just say, listen, I have, I have your target audience listening yep. to me every week and I will put you in front of them for free. Yeah. Now, yeah, you want to, you also want to leverage their credibility. So Evan Carmichael, who's one of my mentors, he yeah. told me very early on, he he was my podcast episode number one. Yeah. And he told me, Nick, I'm going to be episode number one for you. And there are a lot of people that follow me that you probably want to interview. And if yeah. you reach out to them and you also use my name and you borrow my credibility, then yeah. even if I only move the needle 1%, you're more likely to get them on your show now. Oh, Maybe yes. I move the needle 10%, 20%. And so when you go for the big fish, right? Like a Grant Cardone, he comes on your show. Anybody else after that is more likely to say yes, because they go, wow, Grant has the biggest barrier to entry that exists on yeah. the planet, maybe other than a president for his time. Yeah, so course, yeah. <laughs> if he said yes twice, then you know I should probably say yes too. And that's why I tried to keep, at least for like the first 25 episodes, I tried to keep my guests to like, you know, the best people I could, the people that I could borrow their credibility. And this is a home run point for your audience too, Cooper, is that trust is transitive. And what I mean by that is if Grant trusts me and you trust Grant, then you should also trust me because Grant trusts me. And so that's, yeah, it's just kind of like a cool way to look at it and you build momentum. And so now whenever I reach out to somebody, I'm not just saying, oh, hey, I see you follow Grant and he was on my podcast. I'm saying, oh, I see you follow. And then I list 10 people that they follow. And they've all been on my show. So you should be too. And by that point, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Podcasting too is relatively simple, right? You know, we've even this, we've set up a Zoom call and flip it open. And and so that's amazing. And I always love hearing that story because it really gives kind of a it puts people kind of where they're supposed to be within their humans too. They're they've got motives that they're trying to achieve. So just love that. And so Something I know that my audience would love is is kind of understanding your social media strategy. Let's say um, what worked for you, and I know, of course, Instagram's always changing. But what's like a core um, value that you've stuck with that's really enabled you to grow Bookthinkers into what it is today? There are quite a few. I think the biggest <laughs> strategy, the biggest strategy for me, 
for growth was called the dollar 80 strategy. And this was coined by Gary V. So the term two cents is basically like, let me give you my two cents. That's let me give you my opinion, right? So he calls it the dollar 80 strategy, which is you go out in the world of Instagram or any social media platform and you give your two cents on 90 pieces of content every day, yeah. which is leaving a genuine comment related to the post. So give your two cents on 90 pieces of content per day, which equals $1.80. Mm-hmm. And that's how you grow. And so this is what it looks like. You get into the Instagram search bar and you type a hashtag that's related to your, your Instagram. And so yeah. for you, it might be hashtag marketing secrets or marketing tips or something yeah. like that, which will have been hashtagged tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of times. Yes. And you look for what's the trending content and you leave a genuine comment on maybe the first nine, maybe the first 18, you're trying to leave 90 a day, remember? And so a couple of things happen. Number one, you're leaving an outbound genuine comment. If it's more than one or two sentences, it'll probably be the biggest comment on their Instagram post. And so they're going to pay attention. The host of that content, the creator is going to check you out because yeah. they're going to say, wow, I haven't seen this guy Cooper in my yeah. in my comment section before. Let me go see what he's all about. And if you're providing value, they're going to follow you. And so that's how you get your target follower into your account. The other thing that happens is you like every comment in their comment sections. So you're generating a little bit of fast attention. And the third thing is that you're consuming 90 pieces of trending content per day. Mm -hmm. And so you can start to create your own versions of that content. You start to know subconsciously what works and what doesn't work. And so for me, I was searching hashtags for books. So we talked about Robin Sharma. Yeah. I might search hashtag 5am club and I might go comment on 90 posts related to the 5am club. And I'm going to look at what ones are performing the best. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see what's unique about this. Is it the way they photograph the book? Is it the way they did their video review? Is it what they put in their caption? And I just start to absorb all of that every day. Plus now I'm bringing Robin's community into my community. And so that dollar eighty strategy was what brought me from one thousand to ten thousand followers, and then ten to twenty five, and twenty five to fifty, and ultimately fifty to hundred. Now I don't do it anymore. This I really should. Ask. Is, yeah. is you still do it? And I think it's important to remember that Nick isn't going and comp, you know putting wow cool posts or an emoji right. We see a lot these days. He is looking and he's giving valuable information and a, and a great comment because I've seen him do it before. And it's not something where it looks like it took him thir- you know, three seconds, right? It looks like he read the post, really is in- involved. And I've seen a couple of people actually reply to him. So that's that's an important one as well that I'll see people being like, hey, I'm trying to grow my Instagram. And I'll say, okay, well, they've been commenting on people's Instagrams and it's just an emoji or one word. And I'm like, that's not, that's not going to work. Yeah, 1000%. And, and you could even tie this point back into prospecting mm-hmm. for working with big names. I was working with somebody recently that said he has a 90 day strategy, which is it, he, he identifies an ideal client and yeah. then he engages with their content every day for 90 days before going in for an ask. Okay. So you're providing a lot of value because here's the thing about social media. We're all insecure about our comment section. Oh yeah. If you put out a piece of content and nobody engages with it, it creates some some like sort of insecurity for all of us, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the world doesn't love me today. And <laughs> so if you become the love, the the validation for somebody for 90 days straight before you give them an ask, it's like, hey, I just provided a ton of value. 
It yeah. feels good when somebody shows you a little bit of love, especially every day for a couple of months, yeah. get on a first name basis, transfer it to the DMs, and then it becomes mm -hmm. real business. So yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful way to do some work. So yeah, the $1.80 strategy was yeah. really big for me. And the final piece I'll mention about it for your audience today is yeah. that I let, you know, birds of a feather flock together, meaning the more followers you have, the more likely the next person evaluating you yeah. is going to, to press follow. And so if you have 500 followers and somebody checks you out, let's just say the chances that they follow you are 25%. But if you have 100,000 followers and somebody checks you out, maybe the chances they follow you are 75%. Yeah. And it's because the community of Instagram is saying, yeah, the Cooper stuff is valuable, man. Yeah. And uh, that $1.80 strategy puts, especially if you're liking comments in, in the trending post comment section, you're not just engaging with 90 accounts per day. You're really engaging with like 900 accounts per day, oh, yeah. which is, which Huge. is really cool. I mean, paying for that. I mean, who knows how much that'd be daily, you know what I mean? And organic is huge. So, you know, I'll meet with people and like, yeah, social media doesn't work, but whenever you do it correctly, it sure does. So I wanted to ask you, what is a couple things that, you know, you live your life by kind of values. We're kind of going from you know, social media to kind of like your, your, some advice that you've got that you believe that, okay, this has really changed my outlook on business and, and how you've really been able to, you know, become successful as you are. Sure. I think a couple of important things pop up. The first is that reality is negotiable. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we can all design lives and businesses that fulfill our core values on a daily basis. And that's going to look completely unique for you versus me versus the person listening today. Yeah. Now, for me, uh, what reality is negotiable meant was that I could design a business where I could travel the world, work from other countries, work with people that inspire me. And uh, from an outside perspective, I think sometimes people, they forget that what I'm doing is working. They think it's play, yeah. right? Because yeah. I enjoy it so much. And that exists for everybody. I think a lot of us give up on that dream pretty early on. And so I, I just wanted to push that out there, that reality is negotiable. You can push against society's expectations and design something that fulfills you. Yeah. That's a really big one for me, especially overlapping with my core values and making sure that I'm feeding them on a daily basis. Yeah. And uh, so that's number one. The second thing that came to mind is there, there's no overnight success. Yeah. And you look at somebody like Grant Cardone and you forget that he's been hustling this hard since his twenties and he's in his sixties. I can't believe he's 60. Yeah. You can keep the health is a whole nother one. That's an important one for me. Oh, but yeah. You can, uh, you know, there's no overnight success. Like the compound effect is real. It's one of my favorite books. It's called the compound effect. It was written by Darren Hardy. And yeah, it just teaches you that small steps in the right direction over a very long period of time will lead to disproportionately positive outcomes. Yeah. And I've been, you know, that $1.80 strategy that I described a little bit earlier in today's show, like that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And I did it for years, almost every single day. Yep. So <laughs> that's, huge. that's what you see today, right? You, you put yeah. in temporary pain yeah. and eventually you get to reap the rewards of that later. So so excuse me for interrupting, but what kind of was your motivation behind it all? You know, because I'll, I'll be 
talking with younger entrepreneurs, kind of like ourselves, you know, we're, we're younger. And, and they say, well, you know, what motivates you? What keeps you? Because I always say, you know, if I knew what I had to go through, you know, to get to where I'm at now, I don't know if I'd do it again. And so yeah. what's the motivation behind keeping on keeping on? It's a great question. Originally, I was reading these books because they were creating a massive change in my life. Yep. And I was simply sharing them with friends and family because it felt good. And I didn't really know how to articulate why it felt good. But when I would share a book recommendation with somebody and they would come back and say, hey, that changed everything for me, man. Yep. Like you have no idea. What else do you have? I just became addicted to that type of positive feedback. Now, I've been able to articulate it a little bit clearer, clearer today, yes. which is... I read a book called Built to Serve by Evan Carmichael. I mentioned him earlier. He was an early mentor for me. And Built to Serve teaches a framework called who, why, how. Your who is your innermost core value. Your why is what happened, what created that. And your how is how you're currently feeding it today. Mm -hmm. So my who is progress. If I make progress in my health, my wealth, or my happiness, or if I help somebody else make yeah. progress in their health, their wealth, or their happiness, I'm fulfilled. Like that's my innermost core value, progress. Whether it's internal progress mm -hmm. or I'm helping somebody else make progress, I sleep well at night if I've made progress. It's, yes, I'm actually wearing a progress t-shirt. I'm about to say, I was like, I have funny you say that. Yeah, progress book. I didn't know so, if the, the O and the G <laughs> is out. So I was going to say it might be process, but progress. yeah, progress. <laughs> Love and, it the why. So I went through a transition in my life where I went from ego and insecurity to fulfillment and certainty. And it feels really nice to be fulfilled and certain. Mm -hmm. So Evan always says, your purpose comes from your pain. I was experiencing a lot of pain and confusion. I read a couple of good books. I made progress in my life. And now I experience fulfillment and certainty. And so I love helping other people go through that transition by connecting them to the right book that's mm -hmm. going to help them make progress. And how am I doing that today? Like the third part right now, it's book thinkers, it's the podcast, it's the social media. And so I didn't know how to articulate it like that, but I just knew like in my gut somewhere yeah. that I needed to continue and persevere. And we talked a little bit about this. You need to be a little naive to start a business. Like yes. I thought, Oh, I could just post Amazon affiliate links and make a million dollars a year. Like didn't yeah. happen. I had yeah. two failed mobile app launches. I had a lot of other failed attempts at monetizing book thinkers before I found like the suite of services that really performed well for our client, which was the authors. But yeah, um, yeah hopefully that helped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and just, I think the, whenever someone's like, Hey, they'll come to me and they're like, I'm looking to start a business. Can you point me in the right direction. It's like value. If you can, cause when I'm looking at you, how valuable can you be to me whenever I'm I hired you for my services? Well, massively, you know, creating content is so valuable. Most authors, business owners don't have the time to create all that content. So your services alone are so valuable. You know what I mean? Um, that if you're looking to build a business, don't focus on it. This is how much money I'm going to make. You know, focus on how much value you can create, how how you can improve someone's life, and then money will come your way. So I think you've got an amazing company and service behind your brand. And I just wanted to thank you for creating something that's truly valuable rather than just trying to figure out how you can make the most money. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it fulfills me. I mean, oh yeah, it aligns with my core values and that's, that's, you know, what, what I have today is the result of that. It will continue to improve, but I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. And so let's say I am a fresh out of high school kind of because me and you spoke and we're like, we both didn't like school, right? That doesn't mean, you know, our learning's done the education. Right. And so I come to you, I'm 18 years old. What three books would you recommend to me for my greatest chance of success? I think number one is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, because it teaches the importance of financial literacy. And if I hadn't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, then I wouldn't have read the rest of the books that you see behind yeah. me in this video. And if you're listening only today, I've got a thousand <laughs> books behind me. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it, it just, that book was so foundational for me because we don't learn about money in no. school. We only learn about it in the home. And so if you come from a poor middle-class family, you learn poor middle-class money habits yeah. and you've got to learn rich money habits, man. And Robert Kiyosaki is rich and he'll teach you how to be rich. Yeah. And so that book just opened up the door for me. It, it took me from a fixed mindset to a yeah. growth mindset. So that's number one. Number two for me is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And that teaches that lesson that reality is negotiable and you can design a life that fulfills you. And I think that's an important message for an 18-year-old. Mm -hmm. Now, the book itself has a lot of tactics that would be useful for business owners that may not be relevant to an 18-year-old, but it just shows you, I think Tim's journey is inspirational in and of itself. And the third book that I would recommend for an 18-year-old is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And The Go-Giver teaches five different values, but the one that I think is the most important is the reciprocal relationship between giving and receiving. The more you give, the more you receive, which means you have more to give, which means you'll receive more. And that cycle has done so much for my mental health and just my business in general. And I think we live in such a go-getter society and instant gratification, go take everything that you can type of world. And that book puts a little pause and a reset on your brain, which is cool. Yeah. And so with you being in social media all the time, kind of your business around social media, do you ever take breaks from social media? I mean, do you have a team that still manages it? I mean, how do you escape? The only social media... Well, I have a team that manages every other platform other than Instagram for book thinkers and all of our author accounts. And then I have one person who shares the book thinkers account with me and helps to manage a lot of the commenting, a lot of the DMs, stuff like that. I'm still in there a lot. So do yeah. I take breaks? Yes, I do. Um, I haven't taken more than a week off of the book thinkers Instagram, but I... It's like play for me sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what people are like, you know, most of the times I work on Saturdays and Sundays and people are like, oh man, you work. I'm like, it's not work for me. Like it's one of the best things because whenever you create a job or business that fulfills you and you love, it's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm going to go play Xbox or do something that I love, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where we're filming this on Labor Day on a Monday and we're both here working. And it's, it's one of those things where you can see the people that have created their life, how they want to live it versus kind of just being thrown into the system. And I think that's, it's huge. Yeah. A thousand percent. I, uh, I wish everybody got to feel that. Yeah. And then I think you're what you're doing and, and kind of the books you share is getting people, even if you affect one life, you know, 
I think that's huge. And I think you've done a lot more than one. So I really, it's just huge. So I wanted to ask you one more question. You've got a book coming out. Now, I don't know if this is ready for you to talk about or not, but I wanted to see what that's going to be about and when I can get my hands on a copy because you've got so much knowledge in that brain of yours that I'm really excited to, to hear what you got. Yeah, I can't wait to release it. It's currently in the first stages of development. So yeah. there's a team that's going through developmental editing on it right now. And then it goes through a couple other forms of editing. I don't have a date for it yet, but I'll tell you the working title is The Reading Revolution. And that might change. Yeah. But uh, the book is all about how to implement and retain more information from the nonfiction books that we're reading. In my community, book thinkers, the number one question I get is something along the lines of, hey, Nick, I'm reading all of these books. I take great notes and then I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Like I get motivated by the book. I can visualize implementing them, but then I fail to actually take action. So what do you do? And what I have done is I've read 500 books cover to cover. Yeah. I've implemented hundreds of them into my life. I've created a reality that fulfills me and that makes me happy in my 20s. And I want to show other people the frameworks that I've developed behind the scenes yeah. to actually take action on the information, create accountability, et cetera. And so that's the first half of the book. So you'll learn all about how to take effective notes, how yeah. to set an intention for a book, what to do with your notes, where to put them, how to review them, how frequently to review them, how to create an accountability group, all about habits and stuff like that. And then in the second half of the book, I've taken 100 of my favorite lessons. Mm -hmm. So 33 of them are health-related lessons, 33 are wealth-related lessons, and 33 are happiness-related lessons. Yeah. And I've dedicated one page to each one of those and given you some, some pro tips on the benefits of each one and what you can do with them, et cetera. So I, uh, th there's like 100 habits in the book as well. So it's a fun little project. And... I can't wait to get it out there. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to come out yet though, but you'll get an early copy. I can promise Man. that. That's writing a book is people always ask me kind of like, what is it like? And your brain kind of needs closure, right? And it feels like it's never done. And so you're, you're writing, you're writing every single day and you're never really done. And when you finally get in your hands, it's like the best feeling ever. And it's, it's one of those things where I found myself it's kind of like the instant gratification loop. I'm like, okay, well, I got to do something real tough. And, you know, I was training to run a marathon and I was going to write a book and that feeling of finally getting something done like that is, I mean, a hundred times better than any instant gratification you'll ever get. And so when I tell people that like, oh, you know, and I think that a lot of people think of authors sitting up on this like marble pedestal better than everybody else. And it's not true. If you've got a message and you want to communicate something with YouTube and everything like that, you can teach yourself and, and learn how to do it. Yeah. 1000%. I, the book process is tough. Yeah, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself during that process yeah. too. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, I love being able to positively impact other people. And I think the book is just going to be another one of those hows, right? Who, why, how, Mm -hmm. My who is progress, my why is because I went through that transition. I want to help other people. And the how, I'm just going to add one more extension to how I'm helping people make progress in their own lives. And it's going to be the book. I love it. Well, Nick, I wanted to thank you for coming on. I won't take up any more of your time. Is there anything else you want to close out with? Maybe 
plug a service, anything in that aspect? If, if you're an author or a business owner who needs help with your social media, feel free to reach out to me at BookThinkers on Instagram. I'm sure Coop will put that in the show notes yeah. and, and we could talk about it from there. I won't go into any more detail. The other thing that I'll leave with is that I genuinely, I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that as much as we think our human experience is unique, there are billions of people that have lived before us and billions that will live after us. Many of the people that live before us or are currently living today have written about their journeys and the solutions to the problems they faced. And so we think our problems are unique. Most of the time we can go read a good book that can help us solve those problems. So I would encourage you to reach out to me with your problems, yep. your real life problems, your genuine problems, insecurities, obstacles, whatever it is. And I'll provide a book recommendation that can help you solve that problem. So don't uh, don't just sit quietly mm -hmm. pretending like the universe is going to solve your problem for you. I think you need to read a book and take some action and I can help you connect with the right book. So the right book at the right time can change your life. I yeah. genuinely, with all of my heart, believe that. Oh, yes, so yes. I'll leave with that too. And I want to, for all the business owners, authors, I've used Nick's service and it's the greatest. You know, having content made is just, for business owners, it's a nightmare. And he comes out, you know, having somebody that knows what they're doing and they're going to do it the correct way. You know, I could have done it myself, but I would have filmed probably 10 times as long spent 10 times as much money getting all the equipment. So if you if you want a, an amazing social media, call up Nick, hit him up on Instagram. He'll reply and it's really a great service. So um, that, yeah, that's, that's all I've got. Well, thanks, man. Awesome right. show. I'm excited to hear it out there yes, in the sir. world and you're providing a really cool service to the universe. Well, thank you so much. I'll, I'll send this to you and I look forward to chatting soon. See you later, Nick. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Growth Secrets Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Growth Secrets Podcast.